0: Um, what what Colleen's talking about, like as far as like passive income. Um, so, like so that's something people have been using HEX for. So some people use it for like the long term uh, savings, where like you know people lock up their coins for 15 years, and they do that because when they like for the whole duration of when your coins are locked, you're earning interest, and the people that lock the longest get the highest percentage of the interest pool versus
1: people that lock for like, you know, a couple days. And so, um, can you all see my screen? Um,
2: Yep, looks good.
1: Yeah, yeah, so
0: this is a site that I'll I'll share in the chat later. It's um, just like has a lot of visualizations about um, just about like Hex. So you can see here that, The total supply of hex is two hundred eleven billion. So, unlike you know, Bitcoin has a has a fixed supply of twenty one million total Bitcoin, and today there's about eighteen million, and the Bitcoin will get mined up until the year about twenty one thirty, when all twenty one million Bitcoin have been mined, and then that's like fixed. So, uh, Bitcoin has like a fixed supply, and that, that's important for a whole lot of reasons. We can, you can cover on like a, on a different, on a different day, but hex is different where the, the supply. So d- during the first year, that's when like the initial batch of hex get rolled out. And then after that, the inflation rate of hex is a consistent 3.69% per year. Um, and all those, that, that inflation rate gets paid to the people that have time locked. and the amount that you get of that. So every day it's like 0.01% of the total supply gets allocated to the people who have time locks. Um, and when, um, you have like a longer stake of a larger amount, you get a larger percentage of that pool. And so, um, like some people play that game by just trying to stake as long as they can. So like some people, like you can, um, Like you you can, on the site, um,
1: you can view like the, the stake link. Let me see if I can. Um, okay. So like some people have like, so this,
0: this site just kind of breaks these down based on like how long and how much people are staking for, um, Like, you know, some people aren't staking very much, and they're staking, like, for very short periods of time, whereas other people are, like, you know, this group of people has 15 billion hex staked for an average duration of 2,541 days. So, 2,541 is, like, seven years. So, like, so some people that have really big amounts of hex, they're playing the long game. rather than like, like what they want is like on the the day that they're, that this expires, they want to like double the amount of hex they have. Um, you know, they, they want huge interest payments and they're, they're willing to wait a long time for it. Whereas there's a whole other crop of people that are, um, so, okay, here's the screen I was, I was showing you, um, you know, a whole other crop of people like this person is a good example. This person staked for four weeks or for for 14 days. So two weeks, they had 8.3 million hex. So $45,000 worth of hex. And in those two weeks, they earned 28,000 hex. So about $157 of hex that they can sell at any time now. And so some people take the short approach where they try to get a lot of hex now and Rather than like staking it for a long time where their interest payment is going to be, you know, it, it'll be like if, if they were to stake, do two weeks' stakes up into like for 15 years, they would earn less than a person who did a single 15 year stake. So, um, like the, the trade off that some people make is that, you know, rather than waiting it out that long, they want stakes expiring every couple weeks. You know, shorter stakes, and then they can like sell that at any time. You know, and so those are kind of like two competing sides of the market where, like, you know, sometimes of the year it's going to be better for short stakes, like times where, you know, the price may like go up really high for a couple of days, and the people who have hex that's available to sell, they can make money on that there. Whereas people that just kind of wait it out for the long run, they're going to get a lot more interest payments over that time period. And so, Um, that's what's cool about, about these um, blockchain financial systems is that every, everything's public. Like there's no, like it, like in, in like the stock market, for instance, you as just like the individual person who's like buying stocks, you're at a really big disadvantage because um, like, you're the last one to get the information. Like the information passes through like all like, you know, like the, the wall street bigwigs first and all the people there who are like, Like those people get the best trades. Those people like any, any time that you make money buying or selling a stock, you're taking money, like you're taking money that like a hedge fund that has AI bots that are like, you know, reading every like single tweet on earth and, you know, plugging numbers across every market on earth and like measuring the temperature and like the collective heartbeat heart rate of the whole society to try to like find ways to like make money trading. It's like you're competing against that. And they have such a huge information advantage that you as the individual, like just, ha- you're just at a disadvantage. And so that, that's what's really compelling about um, where like a lot of like the, the wealth transfer and like the power shift that's happening through this um, you know, this like really like disruptive financial innovations going on in the space is that like people don't trust these systems unless it's fully public and so you can like see every single person, like this person staked 120 million hex for six days, you know, so you know that like, you know, 124 million of the hex can't possibly be sold today. And so like you as the person trying to determine when, when you want to buy, you, you know, you, you could make a chart of when the big stakes are expiring because maybe that's when people are going to be selling. And you want to buy when the price is low and the price goes down and people sell large amounts. And so in this system, you can, you know, if you want to do the analysis, it's all there, like all the information's there and there's no way of like concealing it or hiding it. It, It's, it's all there out in the public. So it's just a lot more fair than than other markets. Um, which, which I think is is really, really cool. And so this, this is a really cool site. Just to, um, I'll, I'll put this in the chat. Um, just so y'all can, you know, take a look at it later, and I'll share the like the the all the links and stuff that we look at today later on. But yeah, I think this is just like a fun a fun site to, to look at where you can just see people staking. Um, you can see how much, uh, you know, how much people are earning in interest, um, and it's you know it's just it's just really really interesting. Um, does anyone have, have any questions about about Hex or you don't want to? Talk about anything.
2: Question, wait, so wouldn't you want to, like, stake it for, like, 10 years? Why are these people doing it? Isn't that what you're saying, kind of, or no?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, like, it, like, um, the,
0: like, people, you know, that's everyone's own, like, personal decision that, like, fits into, like, you know, their strategy and just, like, what they think. So, you know, maybe people that are staking for short periods of time, like maybe like you know like let's let's take a look at one for like an example um let's so this one right here um mm-hmm. where they staked eight million hex for fourteen days so let's look at you can actually look at this person's so because it's all public you can actually see like what this so let, let's take a quick look and we'll, we'll see exactly like what this like, you know, because a lot of these people, are staked for short periods of time, maybe they're up massively. Maybe this person bought when it was like, you know, 0.1 Bitcoin, 0.00001 Bitcoin. Now it's gone up like 60X from there. And so this person, um, you can see all their stakes. So this person has like a shorter time horizon. So they have, um, and this is all public, like you can do this for any, any account. Um, this person has 48 million hex. Um, they have 82% of it is staked. They have some of these short-term stakes that they're probably doing just to like you know, maybe this person put in like maybe uh, $2,000 of hex, and now it's worth this amount. Oh okay, yeah, no, they 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 put in more than $2,000. So say they put in um, no, actually, literally, like this person could have put in like a very small amount of money. And to them, like this interest payment, like getting three hundred bucks for two weeks of staking, like mm-hmm. for this person, that, that could be a lot of money for them. You know, because it's gone up so much in the last couple of weeks, where like people that, you know, had some that they didn't stake from the start, like to them, like you know, this three hundred dollars that they get for staking for two weeks, like that that could be really, like, really big in their life for that moment. And so like, you know, it, it, like and so like this person from the looks of it, like this shows all of their stakes. And and so it looks like they they have
1: stakes expiring. Let's zoom in a little bit on this chart. okay, I can't really zoom in, but um Okay, that's why um, so I like they
0: have you know a bunch of like you know seven thousand hex stakes, you know fifty thousand they have stakes expiring almost on a daily basis throughout the whole year or on, on a weekly basis throughout all of, you know, 2021 through 2023.
3: You talked about doing that last time. I mean, we were, you were talking about maybe like even like picking a date, like,
0: you know, five years from now and then a bunch of consecutive,
3: like, I think we talked about that last time, like kind of like this person did, like a bunch of dates close together.
0: Yeah, yeah. and And that's, you know, like some people have, um, you know, there's stakes like this. Um other people let me let me try to find someone has a I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up in Telegram. Someone in the hex chat showed their stake schedule. Um let me try to let me try to find it. Uh uh I don't even know where I'll find it, but some like there's someone who has stakes ending like every week throughout the whole period. And so like every single week they're gonna be earning interest and the ones that they're, that are unlocking, like, you know, between now and like 2024 that, you know, those will get small amounts of interest, but over time, they'll get more. And so with that person's like, you know, that person's betting on that, like, you know, price of hex could be going up, but in the early days, like, you know, these, these people might be thinking that like the best opportunity to sell hex might be, um, you know, in the next couple, like three years, it's all just like what people's like goals are. Like some people want to like, some people's approach to cryptocurrencies is that they want to buy, you know, they want to buy at one point in time and then sell at another point in time at a huge profit and, and be done with it. Um, and so those people, you'll, you'll probably see shorter term stakes where like, you know, they 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 want to earn the the interest from, from the staking. And also because it's, the way it's rolling out it's um, it, over the first year it's launched in December and over the first year is like the initial rollout of the like initial supply of hex and they're like bonuses for like stakes where if you um, like depending on how long you stake you, you get additional um, like an additional bonus onto what you put in and so that's just like the rollout it's like just part of the marketing for how like the people who built Hex are trying to onboard people. They're trying to incentivize people to join early and then stake, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for as long as possible. And so, um, you know, some, some people, you know, some people have like the, you know, long-term perspective on it, but other people like this person, we just randomly selected, like, you know, maybe this person is, you know, maybe they're older, maybe this person's in their like fifties or sixties or seventies. And Mm -hmm you know, they don't, they don't want to wait 15 years, you know, maybe, or maybe like, you know, they, they have, uh, you know, a, a kid that's in, in high school that's, you know, they want to be able to save money so they can, uh, you know, get a good, get a good education. And so they're expecting like big, um, you know, life, you know, life, uh, purchases to, to come up in the next couple of years. And so maybe that's why they stick for a short period of time.
3: Did they not listen to your whole rant on college?
0: <laughs> uh, so, so, uh there's probably mixed mixed reviews in in this because we have some very uh, <laughs> i think like two three masters i guess oh, colin's got a master's degree in stem Monica a master's degree. anyone else with a master's degree uh i know i'm just anyone, just anyone else with a college i don't know i don't have a college degree so anyone else not have a college degree
4: I have a few, no, I don't have a college degree, but I have a few like practical questions that's just on this. And we spoke a couple of nights ago, maybe one, two, three, not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is just going to be like a follow-up to that. So, and this actually answers like Monica's question too. So the way that we decided to do it, because I was telling you what I was feeling into on the strategy that I wanted to use and what I wanted to use it for. I had to start trading. I didn't want to leave everything in BTC And I wanted to find a coin to do both, to like short-term trade and hold Mm long-term. So I think we decided, um, like I did a seven-year stake, I did a 15-year stake, we did a 365-day stake, I did a short two-week one, and then we kept, I think I kept like 250,000 worth of hex just unstaked, like unlocked, because I wanted to use a percentage for just to trade, just to cash out, like when I saw it um coming up. So those were just like the starting amounts, like <laughs> because I was getting used to the wallet and I was like, I just don't want to lose like another, like I just <laughs> that was the call with Colleen. I was like, um I put like a couple hundred in here. I'm not sure where it went because I didn't press a couple of buttons. Um I didn't want to do that again and then like dump more money in it and not right. be able to recover it. So now that I'm clear on that um, and we traded the Heath and um, the ETH and we put it in the MetaMask wallet. So I was looking to go in and convert more today. And then I saw like from from our chat, it was an, it's 30% up like from our chat. And I'm like, oh, okay, so wait, what do I do now? I have what's unstaked in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Where it's at right now, what would you recommend for me to do personally, knowing that I still want to put some more in? Because we only put... Um, I think I only locked up like two hundred and fifty thousand worth of hex. Mm-hmm. Um two hundred and fifty thousand units of hex, not two hundred and fifty thousand worth. What would what would you then do if I want to just double up that amount? Cause I have I told you I had X amount that I wanted to use for hex for my altcoin.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um I haven't moved it out of Ether yet and put it here. Like what would you recommend that I do?
0: Um so I, I think that like it, uh, you have some long term stakes, so those are probably good to just just to have. And for the amount that you didn't stake, like that that's totally fine to not have some stake because like you know someday like the the price just run because it really doesn't take that much new money coming in to push the price up. So you definitely want to have some like it, like if you have like you know like short term goals with it too, which are like yeah. great. Like you know short term goals are just as good as long term goals. Um, Definitely, like, you know, have some on hand so that, like, you know, if there's, like, a day where, like, you look at the, you look at the chart and you're just, like, shocked and, like, it like, you know, blows your hair back, like, those are, like, usually good times to, like, sell a little bit. especially. What, if,
4: what would be that number that you open up and see and that it shocks you that you would sell?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> let's look at the chart. Uh, can you all see the, the, the chart? Can you see the numbers here?
1: Um. So here, I'm going to look at the hex US dollar um, one. So right now it's at just over half of a cent. Um, and I'll, I'll be, I, I think a lot of people, so this is how you have to think about it. When are
0: other people going to be selling? Like, you know, like, so a lot of the selling that's happened here right now, like, you know, we, it, it hit like just today, it hit like 60 or 0.62 cents. Mm -hmm. And this was, um, I think on, on right on this hex site, it shows like what percent X. So like it hit like a hundred X. From like the bottom so from like you know back in i think february was like the true bottom so like back here it hit 100x and so a lot of people like and and we can even like you can even look at like who was selling and see when they bought which is very interesting about hex Mm. um so probably a lot of a lot of the selling right here is people that were selling at the like hundred X mark, like oh, like great time, you know. That's more than they've ever made on any trade in their life, um, you know. But uh, so like kind of like round numbers like that. So maybe like you know uh, when everyone is saying like two hundred X, you know, maybe that's another one that that like a lot of people who you know maybe got in. You know, maybe didn't get in at the bottom, but they got in sometime over here where mm-hmm. for them it was 100x and then mm-hmm. they want to sell. So, like, um, it, but it, it's, it's hard to tell because, like, um, there, there's no price history to reference. Like, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what makes it so hard to, like, really call the top is because there, there's, like, nothing to base it on.
4: That's what I was gonna ask you. I was like, do you see that there's a dip coming, or like, what is this just gonna keep going up?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) that's like the the multi million, maybe multi billion dollar question, right? That's like, you know. I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah, and and so, um, exactly. (laughs) Dips happen all the time. Um, and like, so here, um, let's measure the price. So, like, this big green, candlestick right here. This was actually somebody who um was uh like they, they were coins from a wallet that was created when Ethereum was created. So Ethereum is the blockchain platform that Hex runs on. It's like a multi-billion dollar blockchain and somebody who was involved in the creation of it put 10,000 Ethereum and just bought all the Hex they could, like in a single transaction, they bought 10,000 worth of Ethereum of Hex at once. And just like in that moment, the price you know, doubled. Mm-hmm. And then that like ate up so much of the supply that was for sale, that it really kind of kicked off this run where the price is going up really because there's just not many people that are selling. Like all the, all the people that were ready to sell a lot of them got eaten up right here. And so also when people see it go like double in price, they think that it's more likely to happen again. And so even less people want to sell, but when price, you know, kind of went from there to here, you know, it had like a 300% gain. Um, and then from there it had a, you know, a 40% loss and then, um, what what's good about like the, like these dips happen all the time. Like when, when people are trading anything, like you see this in hex, you see it in Bitcoin, you see it in, um, you know, in like commodities, like rice, like the, the markets where people are trading, you know, like barrels of rice, you see it in oil, like every market, it follows the, it's called a push exhaustion cycle. And that's where, um, you know, like, there's buyers in the market and they, you know, push the price up. And then once the buyers run out of energy, you know, the the buyers run out of money to buy with then, and the price goes up, then people that have the thing, you know, the sellers, the sellers enter the market. And so, you know, all the people that think it's a fair price to sell during this time, they enter the market and start selling and that pushes the price down. And then, um, you know, the once the sellers, once all the people that think it's a fair price to sell between this range, you know, so between this, like, you know, 40% range, once there were no more sellers left and there were now more buyers coming in than sellers, you see another push. And, you know, and then once, you know, this this the, there there's, you know, sellers enter the market, you see one of these other exhaustions. And so, like, probably at, like, it's it, it's hard to call the tops and bottoms, um, and so like for selling, um, you know, it's it's really just a matter of like you know picking a number that you're comfortable with, and like you know because if, if you're selling like you know you should be, you know, confident in in that, and and like when you're selling you want to be able to use that money for something else, and so like even if you sell and price continues to go up. Um, it's usually okay because, um, if price just, you know, keeps running, like, you know, there's always opportunities to buy in at, at dips. And so like on this first dip that happened a couple of weeks ago, you know, price went up, you know, from this point, 300%, then dipped 40%. And it's just how like the math works, but, um, like you see these, um, like you see these, like these arrows right here where, going down from this level to this level, it's a 40% dip, but when you buy in, like if if you were to have bought the bottom, when it gets back to that level, it's actually a a 65% gain. And so like the upside of catching dips is actually greater than the downside of, or it's greater than the upside of selling the top. So like, you know selling it, it like you should sell when 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 you feel the need to and when like you, you want to sell when the price is going up mm-hmm. um but like even if you sold and it continued to go up um as long as you like made a profit from like your investment that's a win that's better than most people um and when you're looking to buy in um again like you you want to look for you know days like this so like i would like you know go to this go to this chart And, you know, if, if we appear to be moving in a strong uptrend, which, you know, which we are, um, like you want to just, you know, kind of be on the lookout for days where, you know, there's like a big red, you know, big red candle, like days where like price has gone down Mm -hmm. and like, those are days you should kind of like focus in and, 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 um, you know, decide that like you want to buy on this day. And then if you zoom in closer on the chart, um, you can actually see these these waves of buyers and sellers. And um, what you're looking for are signs of trend reversal. So this is that big dip. This is that big 40% dip right here. So Mm -hmm. here, the price went down 40%. Um, So like, you know, and it came in these like really big waves of sellers So like, you know, this big wave of sellers, you know, there's like a push followed by an exhaustion. Then another push to the downside, you know, the sellers kind of got tired, you know, buyers entered in, then when they pushed the price up, more sellers entered the market. And then you see the, the sellers kind of losing energy here. Like, you know, you don't know what the next trade's going to be, but you can kind of see, like, you know, what you can see here is that like, you know, there hasn't been a big sell order yet. And, New buyers are are stepping in, and so patterns that you can look for on the chart are are points where the price has hit more than once. So, right here, um, like price hit this level, bounced Mm. back up, price hit that level again, and didn't break through. And so, like this person who bought here, like this massive buy order, or you know, it's probably a bunch of people, like they're looking at the chart, looking for signs that the sellers have run out of energy that the sellers like all the people that that think that it's a good idea to sell hex within this range those people have run out of hex to sell because if they had more hex to sell they'd keep selling and so like you, you want to look for like you want to look for things like that where it's like evidence that you know sellers are running out of money to sell and then like you know, even like, you know, this big push upwards, what that means is that like, you know, buyers are, you know, think this is a good price because like, you know, these buyers are buying this up, you know, buyers are you know buying it up more here. And then these buyers, you know, push it up way more. And so like, you know, that would be a good entry, like, you know, after like a really big down, like downturn, like the first, you know, Try to find some, this doesn't always happen. Like this, this isn't like a certain thing. It's just like a common thing. But like, if you see that, like, you know, price hit the same level and bounced off it twice and it was followed by like a massive move upwards, that's actually like a low risk area to actually buy in because like you have evidence that this trend is reversing because the sellers ran out of energy. They couldn't push past this level. And then buyers started coming in and filling that up. And so that's, that's probably how you want to approach the, like, the, the dips is, like, you know, days where, like, you, you know, you don't want to spend all your time looking at the charts because um, you, like, but, you know, days where, you know, you see, like, you know, days where it's, it's red or maybe you can zoom in on, like, the six-hour chart. Um, like, when you see a bunch of red in a row, um, that's when you should start, like, you know, getting your wallet set up so you can get ready to buy
1: because what i feel like i'm
4: going to do is um i told you well we spoke we spoke a little bit in detail about this and i I do want to use it um as income kind of similar to pre-search because i was looking at it and i was looking at its potential Mm -hmm. um so i'm just playing around with that and i just want to just make sure that the the timing is is aligned, but there's not a lot of data. Like you said, there's not a lot of data on this, and so there's no way to really like look at it and map it. Yeah, um, it, it,
0: it like, it, and there will be some events in, in hex that like, um, just like as the this like rollout period comes to an end over the year, um, like there's some things that are kind of working against the price of hex. Like the amount of new hex that's it's created every day, it's actually like, um, it's like point three percent per day. Um, like, after the launch period, that new hex per day is going to be 0.01%. So, the, um, what is that, like, there's going to be 30 times less in daily inflation. So, like, price is going, So but that's, like, a strong sign, because even though there's a lot of inflation going on right now, because it's, like, in the middle of the launch, the price is still going up a lot. And so, that that's, like, a, a strong sign, but because there's so much supply that's being issued every day um, once like, you know, price stops going up. So the other thing I'm looking for, I'm not necessarily looking for like a dollar number. I'm looking for some type of shape like this on the chart Um, on like the, the daily chart. I'm looking for something like this where it goes up like crazy. Like I look where like you wake up and like look at the chart and you want to like throw up because you're so shocked. Followed by like a massive, massive downturn. Mm. Followed by a you know another rally here that doesn't reach this level. Like kind of the same thing we were looking at on that like down there at this bottom like we want to look for signs of this trend coming to a a close where like everyone who had money to buy in has bought and maybe like people are buying in with like crazy amounts of money. And like once like a lot of beginners really latch onto this, like right now, like pretty much only people that already know about cryptocurrency are in Mm -hmm. hex. But like, as soon as like your, you know, your Uber driver or the person giving you a haircut or like your grandma starts like, you know, saying "Oh, you gotta buy hex." Like maybe that's like those are signals too that it's like towards the later stage of this rally. And so you want to look for like a big trace back, like something literally like you know, like another like big like forty percent trace back. And then on this like follow-on rally, you want to look for signs that that the price is um you know doesn't have enough energy to move up further. So like, maybe something like, um, you know, price kind of like, you know, tries to hit higher. It can't, you know, gets batted back down and then it tries again and goes even lower. Like if there's like, you know, strong signals by the market that the, the buyers are running out of energy, that's probably when I want to sell,
1: mm.
0: you know, cause like you don't want to sell in like a strong uptrend. Um, because you don't really need to sell the top and only very few people actually sell the top. Like even if you look at today's chart on the really short term, um, like timeline, like right here, like price hit this peak. So when you look at the chart, like you can see the price went really high, but if you like even zoom into like the one minute, so here I, I zoomed in like all the way price was only at this point for less than three minutes. Like price only hit this. And so like, it's very difficult to, to buy the, or to sell the top. Like only one person is at the top if you really think about it. And so you don't need to really like sell the top, um, but y- you wanna look for evidence that like,
1: you know, price is, is just like running out of energy to the upside.
4: Okay, cool, perfect. I had another question about leveraging Nexo, but I think that I'm gonna just maybe put that in the chat since you're okay. on Hex. Um, but I'm gonna jump off. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks for joining
1: us. Yeah,
4: thank you.
0: Yeah. Does anyone have any any more questions on on the topic of of Hex or any? Do you have anything to add?
3: So I I do have a question. So what like November then becomes this where they're done selling it or it's going to, then November becomes what date then about Hex?
0: Um, So the the
3: end of whatever, the final date in November.
0: Yeah. So that's the last day of the, um, so if we go to hexinfo.io, so that's when those daily auctions end. So, Oh, it's when the
3: daily auctions
0: end. Okay. Okay. So, That's when, like, that first batch of hex, so it's, there's 195 days left till the end of this launch phase. And at the end of that period is when everybody is going to um, get the reward, like, there's, like, these, like, rewards for the people that stake during this period. That's when everyone gets their rewards. And there's a lot of stakes that come to an end on, on that day. Um and so that's probably a good there there'll be a lot of good opportunities to buy at that time because a lot of like a lot of hex is going to enter the market through the it's called big payday. That's like the name of the like bonus for people that stake. And since so many people have stakes that are ending right after that, there could be a lot of selling on that day. You know? And people that are selling they're pushing the price down and what they got to like the the thing that they'll have they'll have to like calculate in their head is like are they going to make more money just selling now and being done with hex like do they think that just like the value of hex is never going higher than it is now um and so like some people are going to sell because they think that um and they could be right you know you never know but they have to outweigh like but, but then there's like this other group of people that are selling Hex, trying to sell then, because they're expecting to buy lower. And with Hex, because there's the, um, like the interest rate is like that incentive to, to time lock. Um, it makes it a, a more difficult decision to make because if you like say, um, you know, you... Let me pull up the chart again. Say like you sold on one day, and you're hoping to buy back in the future. <laughs> the amount of hex that you gain during that time um, is has to, it, it like has to be a greater amount than the amount of hex that you would otherwise just earn during that time if you were to stake your coins. And so that's like what's interesting about hex is that it has this compound interest effect where the um, where the like staking earlier than like if if you started a million hex stake today for 15 years and um, you started a million hex stake in a week from now for 15 years, you're going to get slightly less interest and if you would have started staking earlier, and and that's just like how the like the interest distribution is calculated, and so it that that's like the thing that could counteract like massive selling, when when people's like first stakes end, is that if they see that they made a lot of money from their stake, just the value of their of their hex going up, and then on top of that they earned interest from it. Um, they need to they need to make a really good trade where they like sell the top and then buy the bottom and then like restake in order to get the same amount that they would have had had they just staked instead of trying to sell and then buy and then stake and so that can like you know there are all these different forces at play with with this where they can uh you know that, that people are going to have to wait, you know, a- every person's perspective is different. You know, every person that has hex, like has a different, you know, price target in their head that they're going to act on. And then just the sum of everybody doing that together, that's like what lays out on the chart. Um, and so I think that like, you know, that, that could help counteract the like massive sell-off during that time. And also like the higher that the price goes, this is the other interesting part about it is that, um, If it really runs, then people are just going to have less um, like they'll just need to sell less hex to like, you know, buy the same quality of house. Like they won't need to sell all their hex. They only need to sell a small amount. And so like the more that price goes where like there aren't people that are like sitting on a loss where people are only in profit, where maybe they've even sold their initial investment and the rest is letting it run that's like best case scenario because those people are just less likely to sell and less likely to sell so much. Um, and so, yeah, I mean it could play out a lot of ways where they, um, you know, they get the, oh, shit, Colton, nothing bounced from this and he just has to be readmitted. Where is he? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean like, there are all, there are all these different types of, um, you know, just like things that factor you know they're factored into the price and you know that's all part of the game you know like no one can predict it you know it's like kind of like a schrodinger's cat type thing where like you you don't know the outcome until the outcome has already happened and um you know and so like sticking to strategies like you know choosing days where it's like dumping in price to buy like that's that's a good that's a good strategy or you know like selling when like you think it's crazy, you know, even though the price could go up, like, you know, and you may, you, you may not be able to buy in at the same price that you sold at, um, you know, then that's money that you can, you know, you took a profit, even though you could have had more, like, you can't really think of it like that. Like, you can't just think in like terms of like coulda, shoulda, woulda, um, you know, so all all these things are at play, you know, with, with the price and, um, you know, you never know what what, what it's going to be. The the longer your time horizon is, probably the better. Um, but it, it still is good to have some hex ready to sell, just because like, you know, price could like a single person could just like buy up all the supply, and so the price would look really high there. And then so there might be like you know a couple minute window where you could sell some and make a ton of money. Um, and you know, if, if if you know if you can you know, pull that off, that's you know that's that's a great you know great trade. But like you know, there, there's risk involved. You know, like you, like you know, all, all the people that bought Bitcoin at one dollar sold it at twenty dollars and thought they were geniuses. Like, um, you know, that's it's like the same type of thing. You know, but but there is risk. You know, that's the other thing you have to factor in. It's like there's there's real risk involved in 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 these. And you know, a lot of like it's it's easy to tell people when to buy, but when to sell is actually a really personal personal decision because like other th- other like personal factors are at play, like your own personal circumstances, your own like appetite for risk um, and so it's it's good to like filter out days like to sell like you don't want to sell when it, like the price is dumping, like you want to sell into people who are buying the price up um, but if like you need to sell, you need to sell, and like you know there's no shame in that either, you
1: know.
3: Well, do you wanna? I know we've been on for a minute. Do you wanna quickly do like a a happening, like um, shout out before? I mean, I know we need to have like a countdown and a ball and a celebration, but
0: yeah, let's let's. We're just a
3: few days away.
0: Yeah, I'm exciting. Uh, I'm gonna gonna pull up the countdown. We'll see when the estimate is, because there's no there's no way to tell exactly when it'll be. Um, And something interesting that just happened is that remember how we talked about how. the um, number of or like the difficulty of mining bitcoin gets um, it, it gets adjusted every two weeks, so that like if more people start mining, then there's less time in between each block like rather than block new blocks being added to the Bitcoin blockchain every ten minutes, new blocks are added like you know every minute just this past week um there there were like blocks were being found seconds after each other and what that means is that a lot of new miners started mining and so there were just so many more guesses of that crazy number that they're all trying to guess for and so the before like the the every 2 weeks is when the, the it's called the difficulty readjustment it happens every 2 weeks it makes it more difficult to guess that number and it's in response to you know more mining power online and so they um like they they run out like um like the, the network just automatically readjusts itself and and that happened this past week where blocks were being found within like under a minute and so um the last block the last like difficulty adjustment just happened before this next happening um and so um which happens Estimated around two UTC on the 12th. So 2 a.m. minus eight hours is something like 6 p.m. Oh, nice. 6 p.m. the 11th, hopefully. Hopefully, this will probably only go down. So probably during the daytime on, on, on the 11th, we'll, we'll have to get on a live stream. And we'll, we'll count it down and, you know, we'll, we'll do all that. But yeah so that, that that's happening, and that's like I actually think that the happening is um it's pretty funny because, like we talked about in uh, a couple of weeks ago like like hex it has a a constant inflation rate every year it's three point six nine percent, but in Bitcoin, the inflation rate cuts in half abruptly every four years, and like I think that's part of the genius of how like just Bitcoin was designed, is that it it introduces um, volatility into the market, because all of a sudden there's like a massive monetary policy change, like if the Federal Reserve, um, like, you know, went on TV and said, okay, we're cutting inflation rate in half abruptly, like today, there'd be like crazy volatility in the financial markets, because like that's just not their style. Whereas like in, in Bitcoin, like the volatility is really what helps the network evolve. Um, because like, as the price goes up, things get funded, people hear about it, you know, all the technology gets better. And then when price goes down, all like the, like all the bad companies get weeded out all of the, um, you know, just like every, like every, um, you know, everyone is, you know, like people, like people who couldn't hang, they sell to people that could hang. So more Bitcoin accumulates in the, in the hands of people who are in it for the long run. And so that helps the price go up. And so like the, the volatility that's, that happens as a result of the happening, like that's part of why Bitcoin is so strong. But it's pretty funny that like, but like you can also think about the happening as, as like, the happening is a celebration of, of stability. Because no matter what, you can count on the fact that, like, no matter what's going on in the world, like, you know, every 10 minutes, new blocks are added to the blockchain. And every 210,000 blocks, that inflation rate cuts in half. Like, there's no debating it. There's no, like, you know, voting to, like, say, like, oh no, let's push it back or, oh no, let's actually increase it. Like, there's a pandemic going on. We need to give people more money. Like, there's none of that here. Like, and so, I actually think that the the happening is actually like it should be viewed as like a celebration of stability. Where like the thing that is constant, like there will always be volatility. And like whereas like the Federal Reserve, like their um their mandate is to um three key objectives maximizing employment, stabilizing prices and moderating long-term interest rates. So that means moderating the price of money. Um they want to stabilize prices. And when and when prices are stable, there's not um there's not opportunity like in in, in cryptocurrencies when you know you see like you know crazy you know like you know 40% sell off in a day. That 40% sell off, that's opportunity for a buyer right here. And if the price was just flat, then there wouldn't be opportunities for people. There wouldn't be opportunities for people to take risk and, you know, you know, buy and sell the, the different waves of the market. And so they uh, like by reducing stability, which is like what the Federal Reserve does, they're actually reducing opportunity. And that's really the like the, the, the beauty of, of Bitcoin is that like all this volatility is really just opportunity and every four years, the inflation rate cuts in half. It's like a big shock to the whole economy because now like there's a new reality and um, and so it, it like kind of stirs the pot. And so that just creates more opportunity for people. And, and like, you know, that, that's like, you know, even though like, you know, everyone wishes they would have bought Bitcoin back here, like kind of how I was talking about earlier there, there's huge risk at that time. Like when Bitcoin is $1, it could have never taken off. And then, you know, people that bought a bunch of it could just have like gone to zero. Um, but like, you know, every day goes on where it doesn't die and every one of these like, you know, waves up and like contractions down and like you know, push up, contraction down, push up, contraction down. Um, it just like solidifies the industry and it like reduces risk, so even though, um, like the, you know, the price has gone up so much from you know where it was down here, and, and price may never you know reach under like a hundred dollars, or maybe go under a thousand dollars ever again. Um, even though it might never go down that low, there's always opportunities, like to buy at a low price, um, and so, like. You know, that that's like really the, the beauty in not having an entity who's responsible for trying to like assert some type of stability in the price of the money is that there's always an opportunity for people. You know, you missed out on that next you missed out on that run from you know uh two hundred dollars to twenty thousand dollars, like don't worry, you can buy in at three thousand dollars. And like, you know, and then when the price goes from three thousand dollars to twelve thousand dollars, like you just forex your money and with like very little risk, because like if you would have bought, um, you know, even like that, like to, you know, so it, it, like when Bitcoin was five thousand dollars, um, you know, before it ran up to twenty k, like the people that bought at five thousand, that like they forex their money going up, but then like the risk back then was still like low, like that that was before re- Bitcoin really burst onto like the public consciousness when it hit 20k um you know it was it was kind of doing that when it was at 5k but like there still was a lot of risk but like you know even if you couldn't buy it or no so this was uh, like like you know people that that bought in here like there was a lot of risk you know because like where they bought could have been the top like you know so there's like just different risk that just happens at different times and even though, like, you know, people might have missed out on this first run, like, there's another chance to buy, like, at a really low price again. And so, you know, like, that, that's why it's, like, not good to, like, FOMO into stuff. Like, even though, like, if you are, like, so mad at yourself because you missed out and, like, you keep missing out, like, just buy in. Because um, you can always – there are tools that allow you to, like, once you buy in, you can actually, like, reduce your average price. Um, which we, we can talk about in a little bit, um, but like there's always another chance to buy. And so like you shouldn't ever like go all in. You should always have more money to buy in with um, because like you want to be able to, when there's an opportunity, you want to be able to, um, you know, buy that dip. And so that that's like, that's all I'm excited about The happening is it's going to shake the pot up and there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, over the next couple of years
3: it looks like um, the eleventh is on Monday, so we'll have to like watch the time. Or uh, you know, if it doesn't get any closer in the meantime, we'll have to watch the timing and go on on Monday.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is this is a lot of fun, and it's. I'm I'm glad that hexes continue to go up since when you all bought some. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. Right. Right. Thank right. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, you. Did it didn't
3: dump to zero.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. And looks like there's a dip forming, right now that. So price had dipped from like today from like the peak, which is really just like, it's it's not really good to point go peak to peak, but 16% down and then it's recovered something like, Mm you know, maybe like almost half that back. And so let's do a quick little price prediction. I I think that, you know, price is probably like, price likes to go back and touch levels that it had touched from the bottom in the past and then touched from the top. So like this line right here, I'm gonna get yellow so you can see a little easier. So like, you know, price hit it from the bottom, you know, rejected and then burst through it. And then it hit it from the top once, but then it did it again. So price probably wants to come back and test this. Like, Sellers think that they, like you know there are probably sellers that wish they sold up here that are now looking for a good sell entry, so as like the price kind of retraces back up, sellers maybe like thinking this a good price, and they could push the price back down, and then buyers, on the other hand, look at this chart and they see like, okay, a couple days ago, this level of 0. 0.52 cents that was like too high. And then now price is above it. And so now that's a good price for people to say like, that's a good deal because it used to be too expensive there. Now it's like a good deal, now it's cheap. Um, And so like, you know, if there are more people ready to buy here than people ready to sell here, then price, you know, should rebound off of here. But if enough sellers enter the market and they push down and break through this line there are these other lines that like you know other big times where it had like reversed off of and then you know gone up and then even gone back down so like maybe right here you know price may bounce off of here um you know and then bounce back up to this level which it you know in the past price hit that level then sellers thought that was a good price to sell. So maybe that might happen again. Um, you know, so maybe they'll, you know, go there, push the price back up, but then sellers enter the market, push it back down. And if this level, you know, was strong here, was strong here and you know, price had like fought over that level in the past here too. If enough buyers think that's a good deal, then you know, the price could, you know, do something like this, you know, bust through it and then come back down, hit that level. And then if price doesn't hold there, it's probably going to go down even further. But if price does hold there, then it'll probably go back up. And now the price is probably going to try to test this level. And all this energy of people who, were buying in here like all the sellers who thought it was a good deal to sell in here if those people run out of money to sell then there just won't be that many people who think that this is the top and this is where they should sell and so that's like what can help it's like the more that price like gets sold down here and then fights back up and they get sold down and fights up and gets sold down like the more times that that happens without going down like probably without going down below this level where price had found this bottom. Um, then like all this selling is really just energy for people going up. Cause the people buying here, like they just saw it go up about like a thousand percent. These people aren't looking for like a quick, like 20% gain. Like they're not looking for a 20% trade. They're looking for like a 200% trade. And so that can help. Push the price up in like a really aggressive way, kind of how like, you know, when we look back here, point these top levels. Um, you know, price came up, hit this level, went down. Price came, you know, back up again, hit that level, went down. You know, sellers ran out of energy here, and so all throughout this whole time period, um, from this top. Up until there, like all the people selling in this black or in this blue box, they've just run out of money to sell. And so, when price kind of came back up to test this level, there were no more new sellers that were ready to push the price back down again here. And so, that helped the price like really move up, where it didn't even come back to to hit this level. Like price went up, you know, had really small tracebacks. And it didn't hit up until here before it had like a really big trace back. And so like the more, like the longer the dip lasts, the more energy there is to the upside. And that that plays into Bitcoin as well. Like if we go to the Bitcoin chart,
1: um, let's take a look at the, we'll take a look at the Bitcoin chart here. Like, you you can see this playing out on, on like, the longer-term basis. Um, So, when we look at the, like, monthly chart. So, like, you kind of see this playing out here, where, like,
0: you know, back here, like price hit this all time high. And then it was like, you know, sellers, sellers, sellers ran out of energy and then they come up and then like, even still during this time, like they look small on this chart, but like, they were like, oh shoot. there were, you know, back in 2015, 2016, it's like 30% sell off there. Um, You know, probably another, like, you know, sell-off there. Like, there are all these big sell-offs, but, like, nothing could could move the trend back down. And so, like, once the price broke through this level, there was this, like, big push upwards before any, like, big turning point. And so, like, now that, like, you know, in 2017, there was this, like, $20,000 top up here, so $18,000 top.
1: Okay, let's zoom in a little bit more.
0: Um, there's that top. And then sellers, like all this time, just boom, selling. Anytime buyers would enter the market, it'd sell it right back down. You know, the buy, you, see, like, you see it play out here where the buyers just like run out of energy. Like each push upwards just gets smaller and smaller. Um, you know, where, where buyers thought that this was the bottom. So like where price had hit a bottom back here before the big pump and then where price had bottomed out after like the first big sell-off when, you know, Bitcoin price went from 20 K down 70% to this level before bouncing back up 70% to, you know, there was like a 92% pump after that. So like a lot of buyers thought that this level right here, um like right around six thousand dollars the buyers thought that was the place to buy at and so they would buy up and then as soon as they would buy up sell more sellers entered the market so a lot of these people are people that bought here they're trying to cut their losses so all the people that have bought higher than it is now they like have losses that they they just want to like okay they want to lock in like you know they lost a bunch of money they bought in all the hype they want to cut their losses so they, they're selling um and then like, you know, so that, that kind of happened like where the buyers were running out of energy, then here, when the buyers really ran out of energy, there were still sellers in the market that needed to sell. And so that pushed the price down even further, you know? So after like everyone thought the price had found a floor here after a 70% dip price dipped again, another 50% from six K to three K. And then from there, the sellers at that time just ran out of energy. And so that's why we saw like pretty much from 3k, it was like straight up for, you know, a couple months between 3k and we're hit the top at like 14k. So 300% rise. And then, you know, sellers, you know, the price didn't go above here. And so sellers entered the market, um, you know, selling down, selling down, selling down, you know, price to pump, then they'd sell. So like, this same phenomenon of like buyers and sellers, like it plays out on the long-term Bitcoin chart. And it also plays out here where like, you know, and cause all the people that are trading it, they're looking at these horizontal levels. They're like, where did price, where was price previously too expensive? And where was the lowest that price had reached in that period? And everyone's just making decisions off that. And then once it breaks through these levels, like, you know, there's just nothing holding it back. So like from here to here there was nothing holding hex back.
1: And like from um you know from from here to
0: here there was nothing holding hex back or holding bitcoin back. And so like that's like a you know when you're looking at the charts like it's kind of hard to get you know like there's so much like so much going on but like if you just try to understand like view this as like you know buyers having dollars to buy with and sellers having the bitcoin to sell with and um, you know seeing the levels where like buyers run out of energies and sellers take over that's like a good way to to like kind of sort through the noise and, and try to like understand where you think price is going to go next yeah yeah and it's pretty interesting cuz you see it play out even on like the like the 5 minute chart it's like the same thing's happening. Like on like a small level. You know, like sell like the sellers, like these are the sell like, you know, when you look at it on the long chart, that's like the sum of everybody, but when you look in on these like really small time frames, it's like these are the sellers. Like, you know, they sold and then no one was there to buy, and so like more people sold and then like price inched back up and then more people sold. And so like you see it play out everywhere. It's really, really
2: interesting. Yeah. It's a what did What oh. did you call What did you <clears throat> call that? Uh, you know, the particular uh, happening in the you know in the statistical numbers. There was a it was almost like a, a you know a maneuver of some kind. Oh, uh, was it push exhaustion cycle? Yeah. What, what is, what is a push exhaustion cycle and how would you put other handles like that on phenomena that can happen in tracking a market?
0: Yeah. So like the, the, the push exhaustion is like, it, it describes the trend. So the push is like in the direction of the trend. Um, and so let's see, like, here from the start. So this is like Bitcoin in like
1: 2012. Um, it had this like first big push. So, um, let me make this line green and we'll make it thicker.
0: So that's like the push. And then once the buyers
1: run out of energy and the sellers enter the market, there's an exhaustion. And so like, that's the, like, that's the exhaustion. And then, like,
0: usually price, um, before it continues, it usually, like, ranges around. And so, like, during this time,
1: between, um, you know, January of 2015 and October of 2015, So for almost an entire year,
0: price stayed within this range between $150 and $300. You know, it wasn't like clearly going up and it wasn't clearly going down. So that's that's called consolidation. So there's like push, there's exhaustion, and then there's consolidation. And that's like the consolidation is what happens when the market is finding the floor. It's when the sellers run out of energy the buyers don't really have that much energy, but maybe they're like making money in other markets that they're ready to put in here. They think that the bottom is in. And so they start investing. And so like, you know, the, the push followed by the exhaustion followed by the, we'll make this one orange followed by the consolidation. That's just like a, a, a common market cycle. And so, you know, then it happened again. So that was like, that was what happened during the, like that first happening period and then
1: we see another one of these where we have a push you know followed by an exhaustion followed by the consolidation and
0: an interesting thing to note here is that the consolidation that happened during this bear market um was like very short. Like this one was nine months. This consolidation was.
1: Let's take a look at it. Um, we'll zoom in. Let's see, let's go to the weekly charts. We can see easier. So this consolidation was like from where it like hit the
0: bottom and just like ranged in this area. That was only for like 133 days, whereas
1: this prior consolidation period was, you know, about 260 days. So about this this
0: consolidation, it was about twice as long as this one. And I think that a big reason for that is that, like, Back here, there just weren't that many people trading like not many people knew about Bitcoin, and people honestly thought it was dead and so there weren't just there just weren't that many buyers and sellers in the market trying to figure out what the price was and so these like the the ranging just happened like this this pattern where like price went up um, let me show you like like this pattern here where price you know goes up then down. Then you know, up, then down, then up, then then down, like, and down, and then breaking through. Like, that same thing happened, but it happened rather than happening like on this like weekly time frame where price is like going where it's taking like a couple weeks to go from like the bottom to like the minor top to the bottom to the minor top to the bo- like, to hit this range rather than doing that over the course of 266 days, the price did that same activity over the course of 133 days. And so
1: when you zoom in, and you go back, it was like forever ago. Um, Yeah, so you see like on the daily chart,
0: when you like zoom in, It still, it still did that, you know? So like price came in here and, you know, it went from, you know, there to there, to there, you know, to there, to there, to there, to there, there and then it like, that was the last time it like really dipped down. Like that same activity, which is like the market, like the buyers and sellers both becoming exhausted and like the trend has come to an end where like price couldn't break this level like price hit down here, you know, went back up, the sellers couldn't push price back down, but the buyers also couldn't push price back up. So it was ranging here. That same activity happened over half the time. So it's similar market structure that happens, but just because there's, you know, orders of magnitude, more people trading between uh, 2018, and you know, like, like this, like end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Um, there were just so few, like so many more people than there were back at the other time that market cycle just took less time to unfold. And so, you know, like, and, and it happens again. So, you know, we didn't see like a bit, like after this push exhaustion, we saw another push, but it wasn't like a huge push. And um, part of that is because of, what was causing this big run-up. Um, a lot of this run-up was caused by, believe it or not, there was a Ponzi scheme in China that was getting people to send it Bitcoin. The Ponzi scheme, they, they lied to people and told them that they were going to be like taking the Bitcoin and people were investing in a, in a trading fund. And they would have like an AI algorithm that would trade and then send them money every week. Um people really like that, but and they thought it was real, but it wasn't. They were just paying people with new people coming into the schemes money. And so during this time, like what, what,
3: what was that time frame? Where are you right now? Um, so uh, so last year?
0: Yeah, so beginning of 2019. So it was happening it started in 2018, but it really kicked into high gear right around like between like April and July. And so part of like the price going up so much, you know, maybe, maybe the price would have ranged around in here for longer. But at that time, there was like, that was like peak, it's called plus token, peak plus token Ponzi scheme, where they just got people to buy into this Ponzi scheme where you had to buy in with Bitcoin. Um, and so like that Ponzi scheme, like, took, like they, they took possession of something like, like 1% of all Bitcoin, like a huge amount of Bitcoin that they just got. Oh my God. And that's like, and the day that they got arrested was this very tip when like the, the, the authorities in China shut it down. And so like a lot of this like bull cycle was, um, it, it was fueled by a Ponzi scheme. And what's interesting to think about is that like, it doesn't matter why the price is going up like price could be going up because of just like it's speculative bubble or people just want to buy it and hold it. But like a person buying just cause they want to like hold onto it for savings or like a person that wants to buy it as like a way to like hedge against like other investments they have. Um, like those people buying versus people buying to join a Chinese Ponzi scheme. Like as far as the market is concerned, all buyers are valid. And so like, even though like there's a source of buyers that like kind of comes to an end, like people buying to join a Ponzi scheme is no different than people buying for any other reason. And so like the same market cycle still kind of follow. Like when they shut down the Ponzi scheme, that source of buyers who thought that it was a good deal to buy at not, you know, 10,000, $12,000, that group of buyers no longer they ran out of energy. There was no Ponzi scheme to keep investing in. And so the buyers ran out of energy and then, you know, sellers, you know, so either people who had bought up here and wanted to cut their losses or people that had just otherwise bought down here that wanted to lock in profit, they start selling. And so that's like, you know, when it turned from like into this, like, you know, push, you know, the push up caused by the Chinese Ponzi scheme followed by the exhaustion from the sellers in the market. And then, you know, the market like tried to like turn around here, but then like coronavirus happened and there was like this big sell off across all the markets and that like, you know, pushed down. So like, we've really been like, actually we've been in a, in a bear market for the last almost year. We've actually been in a Bitcoin bear market, believe it or not. Um, a bear market that has consisted of on my birthday price pumps, um, what was it? It was like one of the biggest single day pumps in history. The president of China said blockchain good, Bitcoin pumps 40% in the day. Last, you know, like amidst a bear market. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, so like, you know, pumps 40%, cuts down to even lower. It finds this like double bottom. It couldn't go lower. Price goes up like another 60%. So even like, you know, and before price dumped, um, you know, from... 10K down, you know, for price like another 60% dip, you know, which is kind of similar to this big like 50% dip. Like usually, like the last dip of a bear market is the biggest. Um, and so like you know there was like this you know, 50% dip there after a long bear market, and then here it's like there was another 50% dip. And it doesn't matter why you know people were selling here because of coronavirus. It doesn't matter why they're selling, you know. And so once the people that we're going to sell because money was tight from like everything being on lockdown. Once they ran out of money, then, you know, buyers see this, they see it's at like the bottom of this range. Price previously found a bottom here. Um, now these buyers, you know, people think that's a good deal. And then price just keeps going up. And so more people buy it. And so the buyers have strongly entered the market. You know, all the sellers have run out of energy. All the people that would have sold at these levels have already sold, and so that can push push price up. And that's that's where where we where we are now. Le- you know, leading into the next happening, it's like in this in this you know, and it's happened across like um, during all these market cycles, where um, you know the first happening happened in two thousand twelve. Second happening happened in 2016, summertime. Um,
1: the third happening hap- is happening next week. Like,
0: there's each market cycle so far has had like you know major push up, and like you know followed by like a major retracement. So here it's like from the start to like a first peak, it went up 3,000 percent. And then price dipped down 75%. And then price goes up again, you know, another, you know, in that case it was 1,200%, you know, or 1,500% before price, you know, took another 80% dip. And that's kind of what we saw here where like in this next cycle, like there were, it's almost like each four year period has two complete like push exhaustion cycles in both directions where like, you know, we, we see a, you know, 3,000% gain here followed by a, um, you know, 85% sell off followed by what was that? Like a 300% move up followed by another, uh, what is that? 70% sell off. So like, each market cycle has these like big, like push exhaustion, push exhaustion cycles. And so there's always an opportunity. Yeah. I'd, I'd really, I, I think this is a really important thing for people to understand. And like, yeah, that was like, this is the thing that like, cause I feel like a lot of people, they are afraid of the volatility and like when they look at the chart going all over it, like they're afraid of buying when it's high
1: mm-hmm.
0: and So, But also, like, on the same note, people are afraid of, like, waiting for it to go down, and it never goes down. So, like, I think that just, like, helping people understand that, like, price goes in these cycles, that that can help people who are just kind of sitting on the sidelines that would want to be able to do this, but they just don't know when.
2: Yeah, you got to wait for the golden cross, man. No death cross unless you're going to dip. Right, you got right dip cross. Oh my God! Now you're cross. just saying things.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's a
0: that's the real. There's a. Uh, see if we can pull it up.
1: Um, <laughs> I think you did that on our first call. You were talking about the death cross. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a. Yeah, I mean, and that, that, that's something that like a lot of people, a lot of
0: people reference. A lot of people look for those. What they're looking for is the like the
1: moving average um, why can I okay yeah, even like people build these
0: indicators that say when to buy and sell based on the moving average
1: cross, and so like if you would have used this strategy, you would have gained four percent,
0: which really isn't that much <laughs> like but what it does is it like helps, you know, when like, um, let me see if I, so here, I'll just like show the moving averages.
2: Well, I like the way you were, you're able to to break the market down where you have, you know, market cycles, you have pushes and pulls, you have tops, you have bottoms, you have, you know, the various threshold forces and you know, being able to quantify the amplitude of those forces, you know, where you're talking about the buy orders at various levels up and down, or the puts and, and that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a really a, a unique language that goes to understanding these market cycles that you've, that you eloquently dance through However, it's, it's really fascinating for me to hear you use those terms and, and start to, to get a deeper understanding of watching the trend lines.